The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Today is April 6th, the eve of Wildcard Weekend, and we are super pumped to be joined by Cleveland's finest, even though he's never really from Cleveland. This man right here with the whiteboard who has chosen the education of the youth of America over a Guardians playoff game on a Friday uh, is here to, to tell us why. It's all Steve about Baker. It's all about the kids. Got to be there for the kids. So no, I just I've missed a lot of days recently and uh, uh, just couldn't swing it. But I'll be there in spirit. Are you going to be the teacher who has it on the uh, the Promethean board for the kids to watch while they're working? Yeah, no. If not the Promethean board, it'll definitely be on my uh, my my second monitor that is just for my eyes. Yeah, for years during the uh, NCAA tournament, our head principal would come down to hide out in my room because right. while the kids were working, I had the, the tournament up on the TV for them, you know, as a reward, of course, because, I mean, that's what teachers do. We reward our kids for, for whatever they need rewarded for. Not my teachers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the wrong one. Shit. Sorry about it. Those upper level classes, Caleb, you got to get out of those. Um, um, first of all, before we they move start forward, with a three in our, college <laughs> with our wild card weekend spectacular. Uh, congratulations to your guardians. First of all, it's great to have you back. It's nice to see that big head of yours. Um, it is very good to see you were like right in the camera. I love it. I listen, I gotta tell you, number first off, thanks for having me back. It's so much fun to be on all the time, but this. This is the first time I've been on with the video and I saw, you know, Godar and everything uh, you had him on. I saw the other ones when it was just you two, but I got to tell you how hard it is to find a spot to do this in the house. Like, because normally on the pod, when it's audio only, I'd be in the basement where like nice and quiet, no one goes down there. And then I put the video up and it looked like I was on the set of Saw down there. <laughs> so... I had to move and I'm trying to find a place to be and um, you know, but it's, uh, and then the lighting, our house is so dark. I didn't realize so I'm yeah. like, oh, an extra lamp in here and everything. It, it was, this was a lot of work. Well, you, know? you look tremendous. You look Thank tremendous. You. Thank you. Yeah. So Caleb's you. usually in a jail cell at U of I. Um, so he is now, <laughs> right. he's now upgraded. He's in our kitchen because yeah. uh, we're going to the Cardinal game tomorrow. So he's home for the weekend. And this, I know how it's laid out on Zoom here. Like, should I, when Caleb talks, should I look down? <laughs> like, well, what's that? What's that show Hollywood Squares? Right. Like, do I need to, as you, <laughs> do I look over to you or is it the same? I think you just keep all? looking forward. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We have not reached the technical uh, prowess of where we can be looking one way or the other uh, and see them on a big board. We have this. Right. No, I get confused enough just uploading this every week. But now. seriously, massive here. You came on and you said you were predicted a 93 win season from the Cleveland Guardians. Two. It was two. I always, I always said, I'm telling you. Okay. I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. And I do believe we buried you. Um, so here's our apology tour. Even though Caleb does not apologize. He says he will not apologize. I will. I'll apologize but if I'm sorry. I will also say that I am extremely happy. Because I really enjoyed the Cleveland. I 
I enjoy watching. We, we, Caleb and I talked a couple of weeks ago when it looked like it was going to be the Mariners guardians. I, I am in love with the Mariners team, but I am equally in love with the guardians team. So we were really sort of sweating that they were going to have to play each other. Um, you weren't, but we were as outside fans. Now we get to root for both, which makes the playoffs even better. Yeah. Well, thank you. And congratulations to you guys too. I mean, uh, as much as I love the guardians, you two guys are the biggest baseball fans that I know. I mean, uh, so if, if I'm excited for the guardians to be in it, I know you guys have to be just bouncing off the walls, you know, cause this, you guys made, I've never hearing you guys do this pod and the, and the video and everything else. Uh, this was the shortest baseball season of my life. <laughs> I just walked everybody through it. So, uh, you know, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's just cool to see you guys talk about with so much passion, your, the Cardinals and everything else. And um, I'm right there with you, with my team. And I'm just fingers crossed and praying to God that they do something good tomorrow. I mean, you're I, talking about the guy who was in Major League Two. You were in the movie. Yeah. I mean, what bigger fan do you need? You should be the super fan. You <laughs> should be there tomorrow throwing out the first pitch in Cleveland at the Jake on the bump. Throwing out the first pitch. Who's That's, throwing out I'm the out first pitch? Have they announced it for the Guardians game? Because I saw the Cardinals they game. Have, I didn't hear. I, I haven't and, heard. So for the Cardinals, I know Ozzy's throwing it out tomorrow. And um, Matt Adams, big city's back in town to throw it out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really hard for me not to buy tickets to go Saturday, too. I'm just letting you I'm know. hoping I get to see Ozzy and we have a good conversation. He probably heard the shit you talk on him all the time on here. <laughs> there was no shit. I said it was my fault. It was my fault. I, you said he's a I did not. He did like not. Him. Said he wasn't nice to me. That's all I said. All I, heard. I did not call him a name. You said he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I did not say that. I said that he wasn't very nice to me. So maybe tomorrow I see him. High five. High five, Ozzy. Uh, he'll probably leave me hanging and just walk right by me. Yep. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would too if I saw you and you had a high five. Man. I didn't know you <laughs> Hey, we high five Marlins guy last time he was there. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, the Marlins uh, yeah. M&M jacket guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, was that last year or was that this year, Caleb? That was last year. Yeah, he, I don't remember the game, but he was Caleb and I were there, and we walked right by. And we're like Marlins guy, he like gave us one of these, and we gave him a big high five. It was awesome. What uh, so, what series is it going to be at? I, I would Do bet that's pot. I wonder what series. Oh, he's got to be in New York, right? Like he has to be so. in New York. Prime time. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be. I'm, I'm guessing that's my series because I'm excited to talk about some things. And the I, let's go in chronological order of the games being played tomorrow. That makes sense to me. Is that good with you guys? Chronological. Can you explain to D what that means? No, I mean, it's in order. I don't. Either way. <laughs> um, so, Guardians, um, Rays, they start off the weekend. Um, obviously, that's to me, that's a perfect matchup. I don't know why. It's just like, I feel like the teams, that's a good matchup for both teams, I think. I, I, I don't know. I feel we're going to get predictions here. I think the Guardians' strength is their pitching in terms of just when you look on paper and you're like, man, you got Bieber and McKenzie. I'm assuming McKenzie's game two. That's a, that's a tough matchup for anybody in the league to face. But I think the biggest thing they have going for them is the Rays heavily rely on the strikeout. That's what they've built their team around is guys that can get strikeouts. The Guardians don't strike out. I almost think that the Rays – they, they try every year to find a way to make the big dogs um, to, to kind of like bamboozle people almost. And I think the Guardians are their worst nightmare of a matchup because they just 
the Guardians do everything the Rays do well, but the Guardians do it just a little bit better, I think, almost everywhere. That's my opinion. So I think the Guardians are like the nightmare matchup for the Rays in the series. That's my take on it. Well, you know, I'll be honest. The Guardians are a nightmare matchup for everybody in the playoffs. So Yes, uh, that's why we wanted you here. No, I mean, listen. No, uh, it's true. It's true. Listen, again, we've given you the props throughout the year. We were wrong. You were right. Your owner sucks. He didn't spend any money. They did nothing at the trade deadline. But here they are with a 92 and 70 record. And literally, I will say it. I Look, the Astros and the Yankees right now on paper and via the record and the matchup are the class of the American League. They just are, right? You can't argue with that. However, I believe they are both. Neither one of them want to see the Guardians or the Mariners. That's what I'll say. And I know the Yankees never want to see the Rays. Like, I get that. Throw the Blue Jays in there, too. The Blue Jays are – I know. I agree. I just think with the completeness of the two teams. All right, we're going to get to the Blue Jays in a minute. But let's let's stick with – I don't think – Guardians, If when they win, who will they play? The Yankees. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. I love that. Oh, the Yankees yeah. want no part of the of either one of those teams. No. no and, you know, I mean, that storyline is going to pop up where the Guardians, last time they were in Yankee Stadium, they were getting trash thrown on them. And Miles Straw was screaming at people's faces. Like, we need that. We need that. Oh, that so oh, now I'm even more fired up. I am even I more so fired badly. up for this. And I know D does. Yeah. Too, so D and I'll tell you what. I have fallen – thank you, Fantasy Baseball. But I have also fallen in love with Cal Quantrill, who I assume is going to line up for your third start. Right. If there's a game three, he's your guy that yeah. that dude just throws. I mean, he's just a pitcher like he's not a necessarily a strikeout guy. He's not a high velo guy, even though I think what's he said, 94, 95, probably with us with his forcing in that area. But he has he has pinpoint control and he is just a pitcher. I, I love him. I've become a massive fan. And he's a psychopath on the mound. That dude gets into it. I love it. Him and I love Martin, that. I need all of that in postseason baseball. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Same. Yeah, he's very um, – he reminds me a lot of Oral Hershiser talking to himself, barking at himself, coming off the mound. Yep. And, um, you know, he's undefeated uh, starting games at, at Progressive Field. I mean, and not just this year, like ever. Uh, so <clears throat> to have him kind of in your back pocket. But, yeah, he's not your your prototypical Verlander mowing people down. He just – he's he fights, and uh, he finds a way to win. And, um, you know, I don't know. I th- This team has been built – you know, they, they still struggle really hard with the long ball hitting it. Um, so that's good. You know, that could definitely come back to bite them. But when you think about playoff baseball, really, and the success of teams, it's having, like Caleb said, the pitching to rely on as a rock that you can count on uh, game in and game out. And then you just hope that your offense finds a way to get timely hitting and, that's literally been the definition of success for this team. Um, you know, really since, I mean, they kind of struggled in April, but really since uh, May 1st and, and throughout. And my favorite thing about this team is that they are, they've been so hot since September, really since Labor Day. And they just took that division away when no one wanted to seem to go up and grab it. They just, they, they just took it. And they, I mean, who would have guessed back on Labor Day that, not only the Guardians, but a team would have won the Central by double-digit games. Agreed. Um, and they, they're they're on an absolute roll. And and we're about to see, I think, in this series against Tampa, uh, does momentum, finishing the regular season with momentum, does it actually make a difference 
in the playoffs because you got the Guardians coming in red hot. And I think the Rays, I mean, they're coming in like two and eight in their last 10 games. And so we'll see if that, you know, if that even matters. Does it make a difference? I don't know. But yeah, I you, believe, you, I believe you, that you know, normal. Oh, go ahead, Kate. Go ahead. Sorry. I believe that can matter. And there are times like you look at the Cardinals in 2011 when they just went in red hot. You look at the Braves last year who went in red hot and it can matter. But to me, the times when it doesn't matter is when you have experience, like the Astros. The Astros could have gone on a 10-game losing streak to, to end the season, and I would not view their playoff chances different at all, personally, because the experience they have in that club has to say, okay, it's time to go. Um, but for teams like the Guardians and the Rays, I mean, the Guardians, they have some – obviously, J-Ram's been there, Bieber's been there, but a lot of their core hasn't been there, at least in, not in, in – um, yeah, but the Rays, they've been there too. So I don't know if I'd read too much into it. A lot of their guys, Yandy Diaz, the leaders of that offense, they've been there. They've done it. Um, I just don't look too much into that, I guess, because they knew where they were going to be, basically. But the biggest thing I will say that not hitting home runs, that can be a problem in the postseason in 2022, just for the simple fact that um, most stats point towards home runs being able to win you games because the pitching in the postseason is so tough you need to be able to get a run without having to string together four hits off of an ace. But when you have a team like the Guardians that doesn't strike out, that can be completely different. It's different for every team. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing for them is just going to be sticking to their identity. And if they do that, I think they can beat anybody in the league. I really do. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, you were, you were lagging a little bit there, dude. But that yeah, I, I, I think that's number one thing for the – if you look at the Guardians over the last 15 <clears throat> games – one guy with two home runs. They only have two guys over an OPS of 800, right? But when you look at their batting averages, Gonzalez at 315, Quan at 300, Rosario at 295, and Jose Ramirez at 292. The, the Guardians don't need to worry about home runs. They haven't won with home runs all year. They need to worry, like you said, with the formula that's got them to where they are today that earned them a three-game playoff at home for a reason. They don't have to go on the road. They don't have to play a one-game uh, pissing contest that hopefully one part team gets in. They got them all at home. It's lined up the way they want it. Their rotation is lined up. They've got Karen check and they've got class a among all the other guys in that bullpen. I, 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 like I said, I've, I, we, we buried you early just because we were so mad at your owner. Uh, and then we didn't understand the earliness of not making the deal to the trade deadline. Honestly, Caleb and I all year have said, where are the white Sox?" And I don't think we're the only ones like what, where are the white? So they're, they fucking died. Tony killed them. Um, the twins make made moves at the deadline. They got worse. They got worse at the deadline. I, I don't know how that happened. And Cleveland just said that ah, we're going to, they kind of did what the Cardinals did when we got Quintana and Montgomery, we just went on a run in August and took it over and Cleveland did the same thing in September. And I, I, I'm, we're going to get to our pre predictions. Um, I'm, t I, I think the guardians win it in two. I don't even think we see Cal Quantrill. I really don't. I, I, I know McClanahan's good. I know they got Glasnow out there. Obviously, Springs is a weapon. Rasmussen is a weapon. They've got guys in the bullpen who can throw. I don't think that the, I, I don't think that the Rays are as good of an offensive team as the Guardians. And I also just think that, that the Guardians win it in two. I really do. I think it's Bieber, McKenzie. Who do we play? Who do we want to throw game one in, in Yankee Stadium? I do think that we need to get to the Rays side of it a little bit just so we can – say that um talk about them i mean their their success is going to be on what is glass now mcclanahan and jeffrey springs if those guys can go out there and shove which they very much so can they can take two games like that's not impo improbable but i'm with you i do think it takes three i just think the race find ways to win games and i don't know how it happens it just happens <laughs>
So I think do, the Guardians, you have a do you have a prediction? Guardians in three. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> they have uh, th this team besides having a really good year has also made me stress out uh, very, very much. So my prediction would be guardians in three and all three games go at least 15 innings. So that's, that would kind of be like, you know, the perfect uh, way to wrap this up for me. Yep. What would happen to well, they do play oh, tomorrow okay. morning at 10 a.m. on Cartoon Network. So right. that's the respect they're getting. Um, here's the thing though. We one, talked about like, we told on, we talked about the guardians coming in with, um, with not hot. I mean, the Rays are coming in with nobody with more than one home run in their last 15 games. And the only guy above a seven fifteen OPS is Wander Franco. That's why that's wild. Yeah. You got to look out for playoff Randy though. <laughs> well, he's the guy who had seven sixteen. He's the other guy. Like that's it. What I am saying is what, what would happen to Terry Francona's head if Josh Naylor hits a walk off home run in the 15th inning? <laughs> Of a yeah, playoff game. It, it might fall off, to be honest I, with he you. Might but, um, he might die. It might be bad for you, Playoff Randy, you know, I, I'm i so excited to see play, playoff Quan uh, to see what this guy can do because every time the stage is set where it seems like, you know, people think it might be too big for him, he rises to the challenge. And um, I, I'm just itching for him to have a big moment uh, in, in one of these games or all three. And uh, – you know, I, I love this player to death, and um, I hope he has a has a big role in, in somehow, some way, in a in a positive way. Hopefully, it will definitely be a triple. Big fan here. It'll be a triple. <laughs> Lead off, and then and then there's three more singles coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, like I said, I, we've been excited about it. We're ready to go. Um, first game tomorrow morning. We're not really going to get to see it because we'll be downtown, but we will be following along, obviously. Uh, watching Bieber, McClanahan, that's going to be a ding. I, I think that series, like Caleb said early, they match up very well against each other. I just, I, I think the Guardians are hotter, and I also just think that the Guardians, there's something going on there in that Cuyahoga, you know, county. Listen, uh, Buckeyes are five and zero. Oh. I believe they're the best team in the country. Uh, you have the Guardians in the playoffs. The Browns are two and two, right? You got QB one seven weeks away from coming back. And the Cavs excitement is absolutely off the charts with the spider. And, uh, you know, the Cleveland, Cleveland did get their spider after all. Um, <laughs> they did. It's uh, it. I, I'm trying to think that there's a legit chance being serious. You know, there's a legit chance that all four of those teams could make the playoffs in one year. And I, I can't think of a time when that happened before. Pretty awesome. Awesome they're, for you guys. In most cities for that to happen. Look at New York. They can't get their basketball teams together, for God's sake. <laughs> Let alone um, their football teams. Um, yeah, anything else? You guys, you got, any, you got anything else from, from that series that you want to – here, the guy – let me tell you the guy that I think has a massive moment, and I know it's Stephen Kwan for you. Uh, I think it's going to be Naylor. I think it's Josh Naylor. I think he has to be the guy who gives Jose Ramirez protection in that lineup. Because here, Caleb and I talked last night on, on the, we're trying to do them daily with the playoffs. When we talk about the, the Cardinals, you, there's going to be a guy come up from the Cardinals probably or the Phillies, whatever, that maybe you weren't expecting. But it has to be Nolan and Goldie if the Cardinals want to win. It has to be. It has to be your MVP, guys. And I think the same way with the Guardians. It's your pitching and it's Jose. But there has to be that protection to go with Jose. And I, I just think Josh Naylor in that four hole is so vital for that lineup. I, I just see him hitting like if you're gonna get power, it's him and Jose, I think. I think those are the guys. 
Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I, I know him and Framiel Reyes were really good friends and there were stories about them sitting in the locker room during spring training and just dreaming about, you know, what if we did win the World Series? Like, what, what what's keeping us from doing it? And it's kind of, you know, a little little sad, you know, I guess, lack of a better word, that Reyes isn't here to enjoy this. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was weird. We, we talked about that on the pod. It was kind of weird that that happened, but um, here they go. They, they took off. It, it, right. I mean, that why he was holding us back, I guess. Uh, all right. Let's get to game guy. two. Let's, let's get, let's get to game two in the American league, because I think this is the one that really like, as far as excitement level and superstar levels, if you're kind of looking at that, I think this is the matchup for you. If, if, if you're not the casual baseball fan who understands what the Rays have done, who understands what the guardians being here means. I, I mean, you see the, the power that the blue Jays bring out with the youngness uh, and the vets along alongside of the Mariners. I, I'm, I'm psyched for this series too. Youngness. So, youngness. Otherwise, is that a word? Youth. youth? <laughs> youngness, youth, young, young nevity. I, I don't know. I am so excited for this series. Like, this is going to be, you know, all, if, if it goes the way, because baseball sometimes you think it's going to be exciting and one team runs away with it and just smokes the other team twice. If J Rod, I want J Rod, Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, and Cal Rayleigh and all these guys to just throw punches. I want it to be 12 to 10 every game. I just want haymakers the whole game. I don't want one good pitching performance. Not one. I just want to see those guys go out there and bang. Because, man, it's going to be fun. They're so young. And for me, I just want to see what Julio Rodriguez does does on the, in the biggest moment. We saw what he did at the home run derby. But, man, when that guy – that I mean, he's, he's incredible. He almost had a – without injuries, that dude has a 30-30 season as a rookie, which is just – impressive you mean your rookie of the year julio rodriguez is that what we're talking about here is that the guy (laughs) but you forgot the t but Quan, what Quan? why Quan? you got me fucked up let's it up a little bit let's it up more there we go backwards anyway it doesn't like that's good it's good it'll 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 see fine it'll see anyway i'm the funny thing is 2k Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, bud. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't remember what I was saying. Now. Um, we were talking about the offense coming in with the the Rays and the Guardians, and then you look at the Blue Jays with their last four or their last fifteen games. Um, but Shed, who had one of the best second halves we've seen in years, uh, he and Albert, like two of the greatest second halves we've ever seen, an eight seventeen OPS. But then George Springer, thousand thirty seven. Tay Oscar, who is on fire. 11:33 and Whit Merrifield, sneaky good pickup for them, by the way, at the trade deadline. Um, 12:04 OPS in the last 15 games. They are they're gonna hit, and I, I'm intrigued to see this Robbie Ray, who wins a Cy Young with Toronto, now going back to Toronto and his tight ass pants. And I want to see how he does in Toronto uh, as a Mariner. The craziest part about what you just said is you said all those players and Vlad Vlad Jr.'s name didn't even pop up. Like that lineup when it's going exactly. is dangerous. Like just as, as dangerous as any team in baseball. So man, if they get going, I know they've kind of had a disappointing season. We expected them to be a hundred win team that would go rival the Yankees for the NLE for the AL East. But man, if they get going, I mean they can put all that to rest and they can just get their way to a World Series if they want, if they go and get it. Yep. What's happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, listen, I, Toronto's a scary team. Absolutely scary. And, um, you know, I, I know 
doesn't adopt an American League team. Those two, that's going to be a fun series. I'm with Caleb. Like, I want to see Haymakers. I want to see uh, Hanniger. I want to see Ty France. I want to see Rodriguez. I want to see all those guys just going at it. Cal Raleigh out of nowhere as a rookie catcher. Um, I want to see those guys. But the thing that I think with the Mariners is the Rays don't have a – Kevin Gosman's been good. Barrios has been absolutely awful for the most part this year. He had one stretch in there where he was pretty good. I just think when you can go with Luis Castillo game one, like that is the one guy that if they lose that game, then I think they're, they're done. But I think that's the guy, if you're the Mariners, you're like, this is why we, we traded for him. It's why we gave up with the prospects. It's why we went ahead and we extended him. And it's why this is the guy we're giving the ball game one. And then you got Robbie race in their game two. And the thing is, if it goes game three, You've got uh, Logan Gilbert and who am I missing? Caleb? Who's the other guy I'm missing right now? Their other starter. Robbie Ray? No, no, no. Their third guy. Logan, Not Gilbert. Logan Gilbert's their third. No. Okay. All right. So Logan Gilbert. That, I was right then. I was thinking I was missing somebody else there. Logan Gilbert's a stud. I mean, you could say George Kirby, but Logan Gilbert's been. Yeah. There you go. Kirby. So you got those guys sitting. I just, and I also, I don't trust Toronto's bullpen at all. Like, you know, and when you get into these games, man, the bullpen becomes so important. Think, look at what Atlanta did last year. They won a World Series literally with one and a half starters because their bullpen was so valuable. And that's where I like you look at teams like Cleveland. Seattle has a very good bullpen, um, at least they have performed that way lately. I, I haven't looked at their year long. They're stats. a really good bullpen. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I get the, the thump. Obviously, is there for Toronto. I just think when you look one through 26, I kind of like this Mariners team. Here's it's going to be hard. I, that environment's going to be electric up there in Toronto. Here's the thing that I will say about bullpens. You bring up the Braves last year. Their bullpen was god-awful until the playoffs. It just turned it on. So yeah. I mean, they have some guys. That That's can true. Like Romano, guys like that, they can just turn it on. And then you look, and it's four postseason heroes like Will Smith, who you just did not see coming last year. Right. That's fair. Um, all right. We will make predictions here on this, or is there anybody else you wanted to get into with them? Also, by the way, first off, I'm sorry. Mad apologies. This is on me. Alec Manoa is going to go game one. So that is on me. You didn't yeah. say that? No, no. Said Gosman. Did you see his quote today? I love that guy too, by the way. Did that dude quote? is. He, they, no, what do you say now? They said, How's it, how are you going to handle the pressure? He said, pressure is the stuff you put in tires. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think it it's air. great, but, but it was kind of cool. I still thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> Um, they're paying him him to pitch okay so they are so castillo manoa could be really good that's on me i for some reason i was thinking gosman would go game one but yeah i i think then toronto's deadly man that that that's gonna be a fun series yes i got toronto in two games oh that's what i'm with this uh that's what i was thinking in my head in two games i don't you know i'm i'm sure there'll be competitive games but um yeah, I'm just I'm just, I'm more, I'm more impressed with Toronto than Seattle. It's hard for me to argue against it, but I'm going to go ahead and go with our CS Rise partners up there in the that way Northwest. There we go. I'm taking the Mariners in three. The thing that's holding me Ooh. back is I think the Mariners are very similar to the Blue Jays of three years ago or two years ago. I think the Mariners are just a few years behind the Blue Jays right now, and they've got to develop a little bit more and get some experience. And I think the Blue Jays are going to just go and do it. And honestly, I would not be surprised. Like, I would not be surprised. And that Blue Jays-Astros series would be epic. Yep. Epic. Yep. All right. So, um, we were just a little bit different there. Let's go to the National League. Um, 
obviously we, we went through the Cardinals and the, and the Phillies yesterday. Um, but D we'd love to get your take on this couple things that I, I think I was remiss not to get to that. I should have, we should have hit on yesterday, but we had a, a, enough to cover one. Another, we always like wild stats and we had a couple yesterday, which obviously the Cardinals not finishing last in the national league since 2000 or having the worst record since 1918 is one of the wildest stats I've ever fucking heard. But Albert finishes his major league career with 1,404 strikeouts, 1,405 extra base hits. That's shout out to Albert. What a, I mean, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Well, they call him the machine for a reason, but even like when you look, I agree. But you look at his first 10 years via hit versus his last 10. I did not think that number would still stick. That's what I'm that's where I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. I mean, it's not, it's a really amazing stat, but yet like it's not surprising anymore to hear, hear things like that from him. Yeah. Just one after another. Well, Kevin, I've talked about the check marks. Like you got the the laundry list, you know, the to-dos. He just keeps checking them off as this year went on. And um, Babe Ruth on a list. That doesn't even seem like something that can actually happen. It really doesn't. Like, like you passed Babe Ruth. Like, imagine being that person that's better than Babe Ruth in RBIs. Just how it's it's incredible. I know there's some there's some stuff that you can say. Well, it wasn't track. I don't give a shit. He's ba- he was free- he's insane. Albert Pujols couldn't even play back when Babe Ruth was playing. No, you missed me with all these things about how Babe Ruth had more RBIs. I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> right. that was a um, I had to get one up. last Pujols stat that I thought was pretty awesome. Uh, this year, his highest OBP and OPS since 2011, and his highest slugging since 2010. The Angels did not get the best version of Albert. <laughs> I mean, it makes you kind of scared about like, are they not getting the best versions out of Trout and Otani? Like, Trout hit a 490 foot home run in Oakland yesterday. Yeah, he ended up with 40 home runs and missed 42 games. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, I know. Well, he's going to be a great Cardinal next year. In Oakland. Yeah. That's they, incredible. He's got, they're going to love him here next year. Okay, let's not do that now. Okay, I do want to get into some things because we have found out some stuff that was okay. unknown about this series. Yes, yeah, yeah, good, good point. Jose Quintana starting game one. He's earned every bit of that start. He's just been incredible since he's come over here. Words we never thought we'd say on October well, 6th, you told me Jose Quintana was starting game one for the Cardinals in March in the postseason, I would have said what? And then you would have said you felt good about it. I would have been like, no, definitely not. But I don't know. Here we, is, we got the Jose Quintana that the Cubs thought they were getting when they traded Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease to the, to the White Sox. Yeah, I guess so. But um, and then <laughs> the net, and then obviously game two, Miles Michaelis. And what has been said is Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, and, my, and Jordan Montgomery will all be available out of the bullpen in games one and two for a piggyback um, type start. So the thing that interests me most is Ollie was looking at Schwarber and Harper versus Quintana. They have really bad stats. I think Harper's over and I think Schwarber has one hit. None of them have extra base hits. One for 16, by the way, just to, yeah. there you go. And so I think the idea is if you can get Quintana to give you four or five good ones um, and get those guys out twice, like then you're in a pretty good spot. And I think the biggest thing is Ali realized he doesn't have Zach Wheeler on his team. He doesn't have Aaron Noll on his team. They just don't. But what they do have is rotational depth. And if you can use that to your advantage, this is how you do it, by matching them up the best way you can. And that's why we brought Ali in here, honestly, to have that new age thinking. And I like that because, I mean, 
no, we don't have Zach Wheeler, but what can Quintana and Flaherty together when you mess him up right be? Could it be equal to a Zach Wheeler? Maybe. So I, I like the way he's setting it up so far. Yep, I, I agree. Um, the one thing that we'll add also is I don't think the full roster is out, but it's pretty doggone close. If it's not Nolan Gorman on the roster, uh, Alec Burleson not, not on the roster, Paul DeYoung we knew was good. People were shocked. We knew that was he was going to be on the roster. Um, Cabby not on the roster. Uh, Packy Naughton on the roster. I believe they said Deluzio and Yep is both also on the roster. Deluzio also on the They went four, they're going 14 position players, 12 pitchers, which in a three game series, I don't blame them at all on that. Especially when you're piggybacking starters like that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yep. Yep. D, where do you stand on the Phillies Cardinals? Well, here's the thing. Um, when you look around the pitching uh, in, in all the series, right? We, we went pretty much all through except for the Padres and uh and Mets but even they yeah they we'll got, get to them next yeah they stack up really well both they teams. got Darvish and DeGrom and Scherzer and you got um you know talking about Manoa and Castillo and McClanahan and Glasnow and Bieber and McKenzie I gotta be flat out honest you know if you separated yourselves from being Cardinal fans um out of all the teams out there I think you'd want to face Quintana and Mikolas like you know as a fan of another team, like those seem like the weakest two starters out of the whole wild card series out there. No doubt. So, That's not even a question for me. I agree. It's not a question mark. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Philadelphia and their fans are coming in looking at that and saying um, the, you know, of all the teams that we could have faced, I know they're, they're not in the American league, but of all the pitchers that we could have faced, they're the most excited to face these two. So you, you gotta, you gotta get through five innings with these guys and um, you got to hope they don't, you know, that, that they somehow rise up and, and pitch as well as these other team pitchers, because you have the offense obviously to compete. It's just going to be about the starting pitching and, and can they do what they need to get done to be effective? That, that's here's, here's where I'll, here's where I'll push back a little bit from what you're saying. Um, I agree with you that the name Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, I mean, those are two of the best pitchers in baseball. There's no argument about against that. Um, the thing is, I think what isn't looked at because Miles Michael is not the biggest name, Jose Quintana, not the biggest name, obviously, is how these guys have produced at Bush Stadium. Like they have flatted, they've been better than those two. They've been better than Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola at Bush Stadium, where their pitches play well. They build it, they build a rotation of guys that pitch well to their defense, which we have the best defense in baseball. And it's not even like by every stat, it's not really all that close. Um, and the stadium, I mean, it just knocks balls down. It's so hard to hit home runs at Bush stadium. Like there are balls that sound like they're shot out of a cannon and they're caught 10 feet in front of the warning track. But um, so that that's one thing I'll say is Jose Quintana has been maybe the best starting pitcher in September in baseball. So there's that. And Miles Michaelis has been just so solid at home all year. ERA under three. Um, gives you six, seven every day as a horse. Um, but I do agree that you look at it, the strikeouts are what will hurt this team if anything does. Um, they don't have guys that are going to go out there other than Jay Flair when he's on that can go out there and really strike out 12 guys and, and just take over a game like Zach Wheeler can do on any given night. Um, but I do think those guys, the way they pitched, the way they picked with confidence in front of the defense and at Bush and how well they've done, I do think they're better than most people will give them credit for. But I don't. I do agree with you that they're not the guys like a Castillo and a Robbie Ray 
where you look at them, they can just dominate two games and get you two wins. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I hope you're, I, the Cardinals need you to be right on that. So um, that to me, that's what it just all comes down to is, is how effective are the Cardinals starting pitching going to be. And when you look at like Caleb's right, like you hear the names, Miles Michaelis and you hear Jose Quintana and those aren't the, the sexy names, but since Quintana's been here, he's a two, one point something ERA. And I think he has a 2.9 ERA for the entire season. A point I mean, that's elite. Huh? Point eight in September. Yeah. Like that's elite. And you look at miles 3.2 ERA for the year. And honestly, he had one game in Coors where he gave up nine runs. Ten. You take that away. He's a 2.5 ERA pitcher. 2.8, maybe 2.8 probably. But you take, I mean, you look at that and I know you can't take it away. I understand. I'm just saying those two names, people are like, oh, you're, Dean's right from that angle. It's like, oh, well, we would love that. But Caleb's also right. They've been better than Nola than Wheeler. They've been better than Robbie Ray. They've been better than Gosman and Barrios. They've been better than a lot of the guys that we've talked about on here who were like, oh yeah, they can't go out and strike out nine. They also could go out and give up seven earned runs in two innings or three innings. So you know, I, again, it is going to come down. It's going to rest on Q tomorrow. I think he sets the tone for them. We need him to be what he's been um, since he got here. And honestly, all year, he was great for the or great for the Pirates. Sorry, great for the Pirates before he got here. So, but there's no doubt they don't have the sexy names. They're, they're bad the as one, 100%. The one thing that really opened my eyes, I saw a stat today, the Phillies have a losing record when Nola starts and a losing record when Zach Wheeler starts. The Phillies have a lot of deficiencies that you can't really overlook Playoffs are very – the details are so important in the playoff. They just are – you can't give an inch. You just can't. You can't give an extra 90 feet to a guy because you make a bad read in the outfield. You just can't do it. And with that outfield, horrible. It's just yes. the worst defensive outfield. Their defense is terrible. Their defense on the infield, it has improved, but it's still bad. And their bullpen, it's they, they've got some top-end guys that can, they can shut you out. But if you get a Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola out of there in the fifth inning – I mean, it's open season at that point. Like, they don't have anyone to come in and give them length. So and the interesting thing, too, Caleb, that I saw and the, that, that I saw was since coming back from injury, Wheeler hasn't gone above 77 pitches. So I don't know what do you expect, like 80 pitches for him tomorrow. I, I don't playoffs, know. He'll have an, he'll, he'll have, he won't have, he'll have I, a long. Willie, I don't know. Like, I don't know that. And I think even if you do, if you get him to that number, maybe, I mean, fatigue starts, to, you, we don't know. Again, we're playing a lot of what ifs, and we know we talked about those last night. But, yeah, I, he's right. The names aren't sexy. I just feel like the results of what Q and Michaelis have done are better than the sexy names for a lot of guys. So, But they have to do it tomorrow. And I'll go back also to me. Nolan and Goldie have to show up. This is what we're paying them for. These are why they're in the MVP talks. They have to perform at an MVP level for the Cardinals to move on. Even if Q and Miles are, are average, if, our, if those two don't show up in the middle of our lineup – it's irrelevant, and we're not, and they're playing golf next week. I think the only way the Cardinals get to where they want to be, which is obviously a World Series, um, they're going to have to slug. They're going to have to get the middle of the order with, uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Albert's in there. Um, Nolan and Goldie are going to have to slug, and they're going to have to get guys on base in front of those guys, and they're going to have to have Ryan Helsing, Giovanni Gallegos, speed lights out in the bullpen. That's yep. just what, if you have a lead and you're the Cardinals and you beat whatever starter, the good starter, and you give your, themselves a lead, you can't blow it. You've got to be able to hold a lead if you're able to win the Michaelis Nola game. If you're able to get up three to one in the seventh inning, you have to bring it home. You just have to. Those are good. That's going to be where they can set themselves apart and their defense. Like the pitchers aren't great. They pitch to contact. They're not the sexy, you know, Cy Young winners, but they are guys that will give you a chance to win every game they go out there. So they just do you have, do you have a prediction? I said Cardinals in three, 
Caleb said Cardinals in two. Yeah, I know, well, I know the stadium would be rocking, and I know that, you know, makes a difference, and I think that's going to be enough. Uh, I think I like the Cardinals in three. All right. All right. We love it. Yeah. You're just saying that because you came on here, aren't you? Cardinals are also one of the best. No, home that, terms I'm going to give you truthful answers. <laughs> I'm excited, and I'm also horrified. I am so scared. I've been nervous for two weeks. Question real quick. I don't know if you guys know. Um, how are Goldie's and uh, Nolan's uh, history against Nola and Wheeler? Very Bad. small sample size. Not great, but very small oh, sample size. I thought it would be small. Two combined, like five, no, three for 16, oh. three, four for 16, three for 16. Yeah. I thought it would be not good. I thought it would be a lot more uh, at back. That's than that. Yeah. Those guys been been I guess when you had Goldie and Nolan community. out West, you know. And then is there any chance that the Bryce Harper love disappears if something, you know, a, a we, big blow? It's is funny because we talked like, about it last night. Very glad we're sitting in the left field bleachers, not the right field bleachers. So that's one good thing, right? That's really good. Two, I told Caleb, I said last night, it's going to be very difficult for me. Caleb said, fuck off, essentially. It's not going to be hard for him. So the nameless, faceless opponents are nameless, faceless souls of our opponents is who Bryce Harper is this weekend. This weekend I only. Bryce, I love Bryce Harper. I hope he absolutely fucking stinks. <laughs> there we go. Would you rather Would you rather have faced uh, Harper and the Phillies or after the June uh, Juan Soto kick? Like, you know, are you... Was that a possibility? Were you worried about that one? No, because I actually wanted the Padres. They stink at Bush Stadium historically. But um, Juan Soto, yes, I did. It did run through my mind that I would get on Twitter and Juan Soto would have hit three homers in two games and we would have lost. And then I had to deal with Cardinal Twitter just going ape shit that we didn't get him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, all right. Let's get to let's yeah. get to the prime time game tomorrow night. Good. Cause um, I have a request. I have a request after this. Yeah, go. No, no, I'll, let's do the, let's, fin, let's wrap it up. Uh, okay. the, no, we don't have to wrap it up. We, we don't have to, we're, no, we got nowhere to go. The series, I, before, I don't want to, the Padres-Mets one. Okay. Um, yeah. This is the one that obviously I think the world wants to, the world wants to see Scherzer game one versus Darvish. Um, I assume it is it Musgrove and, and uh, DeGrom game two. Hold on. Because the Mets are cocky motherfuckers is what they are. Because they said, they might not start Jacob DeGrom game two if they win game I one. heard that. There's no way. I hope to God they win game one and do that shit and lose the next two. I really do. Because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I, I mean, it's got to be gamesmanship, right? I mean, they're just playing around. I don't it know. Well, you can't really prepare for Jacob DeGrom. He throws 102 on the black. Good luck. That's all he does. <laughs> was that good? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the interesting thing was they – they did a uh, DeRosa did a breakdown of DeGrom like DeGrom always pitches away and now all of a sudden he's starting to throw in and he's been giving up all these bombs and losing games and 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 DeRosa's like um why are we not just doing what we've done forever that's made you like the greatest pitcher we've seen in the last 15 years so very interesting to see um I here's the thing I think I I don't think the Mets and Kale's been touting this all year I don't think the Mets have a great lineup as far as a lot, like just a lot coming at you. I know you've got Lindor, you've got Alonso in there. They're not going to have Starling Marte, it looks McNeil. like. Which that is, huh? Mention McNeil, he's the batting champ. Yeah, Jeff McNeal won the batting, the MLB batting. I was getting there. Um, Jeff McNeil won the MLB batting title. Respect. So, you know, when you look at that, like, but they don't have, they don't have, like, I guess Machado Soto, 
But I still think the depth of the Mets lineup is better than the depth of the Padres lineup. And I know, Caleb, you probably don't agree I don't with think that. I don't I think do. either of them are good. Yeah, that's fair. You get down in the Mets or I mean the the Mets order, and it's like, you know, you're just throwing out a 19 year old for some reason in the biggest series of the year to try and go hit Max Fried. Don't know why that happened, but I I don't know. I mean, they're kind of Marte is a massive loss for this team. I don't think I he's agree. on the roster, but he just impacts the game on so many different levels that I think he is a bigger loss that people give him credit for for that team, both in the outfield and just the bats he takes. He's a professional hitter. He takes great at bats nearly every time he's up there. Um, I'm not saying the Mets lineup's bad by any means. It's not a bad lineup. It is not. It's surprising when you look at the lineup to see that they won 100 games, especially with Scherzer and DeGrom being out most of the year to me. And that's a that's a testament to them. They just fought through it. But I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think Machado and Soto are going to have to to score. They're going to have to do their thing in order for the Padres to have a chance in the series. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting series. I do think I like Lindor and I like Alonzo. I think they're really good in the middle of that order. Well, Lindor has kind of had a resurgence here this year, but I think they're pretty, they're more evenly matched than their records would lead you to believe, I think. Well, here's what I'll say. And I know that you don't give them love because of our hatred for the New York Mets. I and you. I understand that. But when you look at the numbers overall, it is hard to argue with the depth of the Mets lineup. When you're looking at Alonzo at 870 OPS, McNeil 840, Daniel Vogelbach at 830, Marte, we talked about that, but 815. Nimmo at 800. Lindor, 790. Alvarez at 786. Canna at 770. And Escobar at 725. I get it. I, I get it. But he's going to be their catcher. He's going to, he and McCann are going to split. They love this Alvarez kid. That's why they called him up. He's on their postseason roster for a reason. It, I'm just saying. 10 against the I get it. I understand. What I'm saying is that's when you're looking at Alonzo McNeil, Vogelbach's probably going to DH, all right, especially against righties. Um, Nemo, Lindor, Canna, and Escobar, those are guys all 725 plus OPS. That's a that's not as bad as you, I think you I think maybe you're underestimating that offense a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. And I, I guess when I say depth, I mean six through nine. The depth isn't the one. Okay. Which that's no one depth. in baseball has. That's not depth. Like that's not the depth of the lineup. That's the top of the lineup. The depth is what I'm talking about when you go down. Um Alonzo, he went through a little bit of a, of a rough pass, but I think he's brought it back a little bit. He's been pretty good lately. Same with Lindor. Um, Can has not been good lately. He's been really bad, actually, as of late. Um, Nemo, Nemo's, Nemo, Nemo's solid. McNeil just slaps the ball around. He's really good. I don't know. When you get deep into that lineup, it's, I don't think they're as big of a favorite as I think Vegas will give them against the Padres. I just don't. I mean, Can has got a 770 OPS in his last 15 games. That's okay, well, pretty damn Braves, good. He was horrible, so maybe he was good this last three games. I mean, yeah, he faced fucking Freed, Morton, and Kyle. Hey, well, he's uh, going to be facing uh, Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. I think you're, I think you're blinded by the pond scum hatred that you have. No, that, if you look down their lineup, a lot of their hitters would be six hitters on most teams. I wish we had some of those guys hitting most six playoff for us. teams. Most playoff teams. Where would those guys bat in the Blue Jays order? I mean, they bad in our order. They're not bad in the top four. Maybe McNeil and Alonzo. Uh, I'm just saying. Brandon Nemo has a 1.144 OPS in his last 15 games. Okay. I wish we had. I'm looking at sample sizes. Look at the whole season, you dipshit. I did. I gave that to you already, and you disregarded that. What do you want from me? What was he have? 700 OPS? Lars Dubar has 800. 700. I told you. Fuck. Do you listen? 
That's what I'm saying though. Lars Newpar is an 800 OPS. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like he's, they're not. And Nimmo has an 800. So okay, we're so loving, what I'm saying is we love Lars Newbar. God, uh, Brandon Nimmo sucks. They're the same fucking dude. When I say Brandon Nimmo sucked, I literally said he was good. You said he wouldn't hit in the top six for us. He's fucking Lars. He did second I said most for of their hitters. Oh my fuck. Shut the fuck up. You're not. Even I just gave you seven. Most of the hitters. Okay, fine. Eddie Escobar is not been in the top five in most lineups in baseball. He's betting fifth for the Mets. That's a fact. D, D what, where, are you, where do you stand on this? I'm just saying. Mark Hanna, same way. I, you know, I don't know. I, th- <laughs> this, this series for me, like, there's going to be one of these four series that um, shocks. There's going to be some, you know, one of these four is, is going to go completely the opposite way. And not just like as a result, but like complete opposite way. And for me, this is it. I, the Padres win in two, and the two games are wow, uh, very convincing. Here, here's my thing, Dan, and I guess I want to clear up a little bit of what I said. The, <laughs> the Mets, no, the Mets, overall, they, they have hit well. But when it mattered against the Braves, their bats were gone, absolutely gone, stymied by good pitching. That's just a fact. They've also been stymied by the Padres every game they've played. They've not played well against them. I would not give the Mets the edge in this series at all. I get it's in City Field, and I get you have two of the best pitchers of all time if they choose to use them going. But um, I just I don't know. I don't trust their best to show up in big situations. They just they haven't. They just I guess okay. Can I counter? Can I counter? Go ahead. All right. Um you I understand the Padres, Mets, and whatever. That's a small talk about small sample size. That's a fucking small sample size. It's all they played six games. Okay. They both played six games and one team was better. Like, what the fuck? All right. But you got you got two guys over a 775 OPS in the San Diego lineup, Soto and Machado. If I'm the Mets and I got Scherzer, I got I got DeGrom, I got Bassett, I got uh, Timmy Trumpets there in the back end of the bullpen, along with all those other guys. I'm walking those two motherfuckers every time I have to. And what are you going to do? You're going to get beat by Luke, by Eric Haas. And they're not even on the team. Brandon Drury at 725. Is he going to beat you? Jake Cronenworth, well, Jerks, and like who are you scared of in that lineup? Brandon Drury has an eight thirteen OPS for the year. Since coming to San Diego, apologies, Stop but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a two season. month sample size. That's a seven twenty. It's not like he's gotten better since he came to San Diego. That's that's all I'm saying. Like I think the Mets lineup. You talk about the six through nine of the Mets when really it's the eight through nine. But the Padres, it's they're they're two three guys, and after that, there's there's nobody. There isn't a Tatis in that lineup. There, there. Brandon and I know you got. I understand. There's Josh Bell. He's been terrible since they got him. Like absolutely, he has a five eighty seven OPS since the Padres got him. He hasn't been good. Like so, I guess if I can wheel out Scherzer, I can wheel out Degrom, I can wheel out uh, Cookie Carrasco or Bassett, or use one of them out of the bullpen along with Timmy Trumpets at the end, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't see a way. I don't see a way San Diego wins one game. I'm not going to lie. I just Timmy don't. Trumpets. <laughs> Edwin Diaz. I mean, Edwin Diaz, you have to get the game to him, dude. They just crumbled in a three-game series. They had to win one game to win the damn division. and they. Crumbled. I get it. Against possibly the best team in baseball. The, entire series. the Padres are not the best team in baseball. D, what do you have? Well, I, just what you said. You said you don't see how San Diego wins a game. And that's this is the series that is going to go sideways. And they're going to win both games. And they're going to beat Scherzer. And they're going to beat DeGrom. And no one's ever going to see this coming. 
and it's going to be one of the guys that you I said. See it coming. <laughs> well, it's going to be one of the guys that you said, like, there's no one after, uh, you know, Soto and Machado. And um, it's it's going to be a Drury, like, with, you know. Or Jake uh, Cronenworth. That dude's come up clutch so many times in his career already. That's a good play. Jake Cronenworth's a good player. I didn't say he wasn't. Did not. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say you didn't. I'm saying he's a really good player. He's a good compliment. I get it. But I'm just uh, – and see, D, D's right. One of these is going to go sideways. He's right. Um, for me, it's the Mariners. I think the Mariners go into Toronto. Here's what I'll win. say to you, though, Dan. I think that's the one for me that goes sideways. You don't see it possible that you Darvis goes out there and absolutely shoves and Juan Soto hits a homer and they win the game two to nothing? You can't see that happening? I, I, when you put it like that, of course I can. Like, yes, obviously. Can. But I can also see a scenario where Max Scherzer shoves. Yeah. Pete Alonso hits a two-run homer and they win two to nothing. Yeah, but I'm not the so, one who's – I'm not the one. And we can all play the, winning. the fantasy winning. games here. I'm not the one saying I can't see a way for the Mets to win. You said that about the Padres. I just don't. I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not I saying Darvish. What I'm saying is Dar- then Darvish has to go nine. He's great. That bullpen's not good. He's had a great year. I mean, that's I Josh Hader, dude. No one said. No one said that he's not good. I said he has to go eight or nine. That's not true. They have Josh Hader. They have guys. They, they have guys that can shut you down. <sighs> what, do they not have – Josh Hader, was that a lie? What are you mad about? Well, how's he been this year? I mean, really good lately. Like, really good. All right. Padres are going to fucking win it. They're winning the whole goddamn thing. Not what I said. I'm just saying. You're being a little unrealistic. I think the Padres win in three games. I think they win the Darvish game. Scherzer hasn't looked right. He just hasn't. Um, The last couple starts, I think his oblique is still bothering him. Um, I think they win the – I think the Mets win the DeGrom game. And then I think Blake Snell shoves in game three. Okay. All right. D's got pods in two. Caleb's got Friars in three. I got the uh, uh, Mr. Met in two. You're such a bitch. <laughs> That's disgusting. I want to pee. I'm even sorry. If even if they're better, just say that they're not. No, I can't. Maybe let's get Bayless. I can't. No, don't do that. There was no need for that. There was no need for that. That's low. That's low. Um, just a few things I do want to hit in Major League Baseball that we didn't talk about last night with the Cardinals, Phillies. And since we got D here, um, another baseball lover like us, it's not, this doesn't center around Cleveland or St. Louis, but I think we have to give mad props uh, because we've gone an hour without even talking about Aaron Judge hitting number 62. Um, first of all, Roger Maris Jr., can somebody fucking get rid of his Twitter and shut that man up? I, that man is taking his 15 minutes of fame and he has made it into way too fucking much. No one, we get it, buddy. You don't think Bonds is the home run king and you've tweeted about it 47 fucking times. We get it, okay? But I don't I don't even care. I want to give Aaron Judge the props that he deserves. Uh, I've said it before. I think it's absolutely awesome when somebody bets on themselves and then succeeds and shoves it right up everybody else's ass. And when it's the Yankees, it makes it a little bit better. But you bet on yourself. You go out, you don't get the triple crown. Uh, Luis Arise wins the, the, the batting, or the batting title in the American League. But... Uh, judge to hit the 62 homers to break the American League record in Yankee pinstripes, which before was Maris in Yankee pinstripes and before was Babe in Yankee pinstripes. Not a Yankee fan. I just think that's fucking cool. And I'm also a massive Aaron Judge fan. Yeah, I think um, he may have had the most impressive offensive season of all time. Because there's no, there's just, I'm not going to say he's the home ranking because he's just not. I mean, I can do math. 73 is bigger than 62. But um, 
I just think you look at the amount of pitchers he has to face with all the relievers and the fact that they're not facing the same guys all the time. You look at the stuff he had to do. There's no, there's nothing around the season. There's no steroids. There's no greenies. There's no, you know, um, no black. I mean, there's black people and Hispanic people in the game. Aaron Judge is a black man himself. There's nothing that you can say to take anything away from what Aaron Judge has done this year um, and make a point against how impressive it is. So I think we should just appreciate it for being one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time. It just is. And stop talking about Barry Bonds because Barry Bonds, well, he did happen. You know, steroids, yeah, fine. He still had 73 homers. That's the record. Until the league wants to change it, that's what it is. Um, Aaron Judge had an incredible season. And I think we've kind of done a disservice to him by talking so much about, should Shohei be the MVP or should Aaron Judge be the MVP? Or is this the real home run record? We should just appreciate how great it is that he had 62 home runs in a big league season and had almost 20 more home runs than the second most home runs in all of baseball. That is incredible. So kudos to Aaron Judge. He had like a 200 OPS plus. I mean, it was ridiculous what he did. So I'm, I'm just, I just want to celebrate him more than talk about Barry Bonds, Roger Maris Jr. or you know Babe Ruth. I don't care. I don't care about those guys. Aaron Judge was incredible this year. Well, yeah. I mean, that's if that's the question. Yeah, he was. But you got, you know, the reason why his season was so incredible is because it was chasing records, and um, you know, if it wasn't record chasing you know it wouldn't have been as special that's kind he of wasn't chasing records special. though i'm sorry what? he wasn't he wasn't chasing any record except for what, the yankee record that well, he's chasing the american league record that's not a record well it is it is you whether you want to it's, it's not it is it, it's it is not. that's why we talk about national league that's why national league gives out their players of the year their mvp and everything else and, and american I just don't it is a record it's not, it's not the record okay it is it's not the record it's like he was great, but he was not. I didn't great. say it was the all-time record. I said it was the American League I just record. Don't, that, but that's so Yankee weird record. to me. Like, you don't do that about other stuff. You don't say, you know, like, if if the American League player hit X amount of home runs in his career, he wanna be, you want to be like he's the American League home run champ of this history of the game. You don't do that. And I don't, and I don't think that's why his season was so impressive. Like, 62 home runs is insane, no matter what the record would have been, in my opinion. Well, yeah, you tell me no. if he would hit 60, his season's different than him hitting 62. Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah, how because it's 62. I mean, it's I get it, but Roger Maris wasn't facing the guys Aaron Judge's facing and hit 62 homers. Well, I mean, it's it's the reason why his season was so special. Yeah, if he fell short of 62, it wouldn't be as special as hitting 62. Yeah, so if he would I, hit 61 and tied it, it wouldn't have been a special. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I agree with you on the Maris thing and I agree with you or on Maris's criticisms. And I agree with you on people, you know, trying to elevate judge as, you know, the, the single season home run record and trying to ignore what Bonds and McGuire and Sosa did. But I heard Tim Kirkjian, I think it was this morning or yesterday morning, say it uh, in a perfect way to me is that Barry Bonds is the home run king or the single season has the record but Aaron judges seems more authentic. Like he's the authentic record holder. So it's, I don't know. It was, and I probably butchered what he said just now, but uh, it's, I don't know. It's emotional. Baseball is so, you know, centered on numbers and numbers are so much more sacred in baseball than they are in any other sport. And um, there's a lot of emotions there. And uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really, I agree that Bonds is like the record holder. He should be, you know, honored as such, but it's, it's hard for me to dismiss people uh, 
when they when they say that it wasn't authentic because you know it for all sense and purposes it was you know so i don't know it's it's a difficult topic for me it's it's an interesting one i just think what aaron judge did hitting 62 home runs i mean it's just so impressive and here's the thing that made me be like well i never thought he was the home run king doing this so i guess i can't really say that but one thing that opened my eyes a little bit was if if aaron judge was chasing 74 home runs this year would you have said he already broke the record at 62 or would you have been locked into the 74th? So wait, if so, if judge hit 74, you're saying if judge say, say judge was at 72 homers, one away from Barry's record. If we're going to say that he's now the home run champ at 62, are you locked in for 73 and 74? Cause he's chasing that or did he already break the record? That's what I'm yeah, saying. So the record is 73. Right. Right. But you know, it was, you know, you like to bring up eras, you know, you like to talk even yourself. And you said, like, look at the kind of pitchers that Maris was facing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all of these, if you're going to say that, then you also have to talk about the eras of other times of, of hitters and things. So, um, you know, it's hard. I don't know. It, it's, I can see both sides is what I'm saying is about if people want to honor judge as the real home run king i don't really have a problem with people saying that i understand what they're trying to say and if i think I, I do i do agree and i think that was kind of my point is eras in baseball changed so much um the home runs that babe ruth was hitting the 60 homers he hit i mean you can argue one way or the other but there's there's different things you can say about why that may not be as special as a 62 judge hit same with barry bonds is 73 and mcguire 70 and maris is 61 and why you can say judge is 62 might be harder to do than all those things it's a very easy conversation to have. That's why, to me, the conversation about, well, who has the most? Does he have 10 more? If he gets 12 more, he passes Barry Bonds. To me, it doesn't really matter because the errors are, everything's different. I get it that it's a record and we're all obsessed with set the number 73 and the number 61. But to me, what Aaron Judge did hitting 62 in his era, where no one else even hit 50, hitting it off the pitches he hit it against, the, the grind of the season, being the best player on his team, having an 11 war almost. Like, I don't care if he would hit 61 or if he hit 62. The guy had one of the best seasons of all time. I don't really care what the number ended up at. That's yeah, the one, the one thing I'll say is, and just to play devil's advocate, because I think that's fair for us to do on here. Um, you can talk about, you know, who Maris didn't hit it against. And I understand that. But you can also conversely, if you want, say Mer- the ballparks in 1961 were way bigger. I mean, what's not even close. Like the dimensions were... I mean, it was 440 to center field in almost every stadium and 350 plus down the lines, right? Outside of Fenway and, and Yankee Stadium, right? Whatever. Which is where you can going. also say, you can also say that today the technology that we have, where you watch guys go in and watch an iPad every at bat, so they know literally every single tendency of every pitcher, way more advanced than what Roger Maris had in 1961, right? Yep. And then third, I, I go to the ball game and we watch a pitcher doesn't like the ball he gets back. And it goes into the stands or into a bucket. Back then, they, they might use a ball for two or three innings. I know it's not like it was in the 20s or the 30s, but even still in the 1960s, they the budget for baseballs wasn't what it is now. And they weren't skinning a ball up and throwing it to a fan. It was going back and might be used for another inning until it gets hit out of play. So I agree. You, it, it's what makes baseball so so romantic, I guess, is the name or the way I'm looking at it, because you you it's almost impossible to to argue eras, to argue all of that 
Uh, and that's why I just think the appreciation for what Judge did. I don't care what the number is. 62 is awesome. I know, Caleb, you don't like the American League record. I think it's fantastic. I think beating a Yankee record when you're talking that's about the, the Yankees. Part. See, I to think me, that's, that's the coolest part. Because I think, I think beating the Yankee record, to me, is the coolest thing that Aaron Judge did. Like the American League record, I just don't care all that much about it. If A-Rod would have hit 63 on roids, you know, here's my thing. But, but the fact that But Aaron he didn't. Broke, but he didn't. Okay, that's not what I'm saying, though. The fact that he broke a Yankee record, the Yankees, the most historic organization in all of sports, probably for him to break a record that has stood that long to be past a name like Babe Ruth, who, by the way, you want to talk about stuff. He played 154 games. He gets eight more. Does he break that record? Like we can talk about eras all day long and you can go one way or the other all the time, but you're never going to get anywhere. You just won't because you can argue why. Well, Barry Bonds did this, and I can argue why Judge is better, and then I can argue why maybe Babe Ruth wasn't legitimate because he didn't face people of color. And we can keep going back and forth, but we're not going to get anywhere. What Judge right. did was fantastic. He hit 62 home runs. That is awesome. I remember when John Carl Stanton hit 59 home runs in Miami to win the um, – I think it was 59, wasn't it? To win the, I don't know. To win the MVP before he left for New York. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen because of how hot he was the whole year. Aaron Judge hit three more than that. That's incredible. That's all I care about. He had a great season. That's all I, at least that's just me, I guess. Let's let's throw this wrinkle in there too. Uh, when Ruth played, uh, it was estimated that he actually hit ninety by today's rules, because a ball back when Ruth played going inside the foul pole, if it landed foul, it was considered foul. So. Um, you know, it was, it was, there was a research uh, done by this and it's, it's been criticized. So it's not accepted across uh, baseball historians, but mm-hmm. you know, there, there's some estimates that Ruth would have hit 90 plus in a season. Is he, uh, are they taking off the ground rule doubles and also counted as homers? Like I said, we can just go back and forth and we never get anywhere. Like ground rule doubles count as home runs until 1929 in the American league. I, you can't get anywhere. It's no losing argument on the right side you're wrong. Aaron Judge is fantastic, and I hope he gets $5,000 million because he deserves it. I do too. From the Mets. Uh, no. I, mean, I don't think anybody's don't arguing that. I don't think the argument is whether John Judge is fantastic. That's, but I what I'm saying is people take the shine away from it because we argue Barry Bonds. Who cares what Barry Bonds did is in the past. He was on steroids. We all know it. But even then, in 1993, when he was not on steroids, he had the highest OPS plus of any season of all time. He was great no matter it what. It does feel like, Caleb, maybe you're arguing with yourself here. <laughs> no, that's what, I'm, that's what my whole point is. You can argue both sides of the coin, and I just don't like the arguments going on because I think we should just appreciate what the guy just did, which is hit 62 runs in 2022 against guys throwing 95-mile-per-hour sliders. The slider wasn't even invented when Babers was playing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like You could argue all day, but what Judge did is just fantastic. I, I, I don't know. Um, two other things that I wanted to hit on before we get out of here. Uh, super cool. Looks like Miggy's going to retire. Last to bat, gets a base hit. That's, I mean. retiring? But, huh? He, he said, I mean, I think he's leaning towards it. No, why didn't he give himself a farewell tour? Yeah, well, I think he made, I don't, maybe one week he didn't want one. I don't know. Uh, I kind of get the feeling Wayno's going to do the same thing. Um, but I, I just think, yeah, I think he made it. I don't know if he made it completely official or if he just came out and said, 
that's how he's leaning, but base hit his last at bat. Um, but even also just as cool, guy who's not going to go in the Hall of Fame, a guy I've always rooted for for some reason, but Stephen Vogt, last at bat for the, the A's, hits, a, hits a, a bomb with his whole family in the stands, his last game. Awesome. He's retiring after it. I mean, that, again, in baseball. Oakland, it's in baseball. Oakland, it's per- it was perfect. I, yeah. I've always been a huge Stephen Vogt fan when he doing this, the Chris Farley impersonations and all the stuff he's yeah. done. Um, he's and awesome. just to and see him, really like, moment. he was in tears at the end of the game and thanking crazy. his wife and his kids. And, like, the you know, you hear about your last at bat and whatever. How many guys just popped out to second, grounded out to short, whatever. I mean, they hit a home run in your last at bat. Like, that's, again, fairy tale shit that only happens in baseball, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, Jim Edmonds <laughs> last at bat, he hit a home run and tore his um, Achilles or something rounding, rounding the bases. So what a perfect <laughs> way to go out there. That's, like, poetic. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's Stephen Vogt's always been a guy that I've had a soft spot for. Just there's no talk and all the stuff he's done. Yeah, he'll be a manager in the next five years. I agree, agree. But um, good for him. That was an awesome moment. I thought. But but yeah, the game and you think about five years from now. I mean, it's Miggy, it's Pujols, and and it's Yachty going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's a pretty awesome class for our for our generation. Like that's pretty awesome. I mean, they kind of encompass the entire generation when you think of 2000, 2020. Those are I mean, some of the top guys you think of, right? Maybe by then, Fred McGriff and Gary Sheffield will be in. And Barry Bonds. And Clem. What if, what if Albert, what if that's the year? It's Albert, it's Yachty, it's Miggy, and then it's Clemens, McGuire, Sosa, Bonds. And then Kurt Schilling's just crying somewhere over <laughs> in the corner. Oh, uh, one last thing. How much money is Dansby Swanson going to get next year? Seven and from who? Five million, twenty, twenty-one million dollars a year. More. Look, they're talking oh. Wilson Contreras twenty. He's not getting Dansby Swanson's getting money. twenty-five plus. Dansby Swanson's getting twenty-five plus. Well, what sucker is going to give him that? Atlanta. No, they don't. Do Dean, what do you think? It's going to be you guys. No, we don't pay for high-priced free agents. We never have. We got Tommy Edmonds. Lay off. We got the best defensive player in all of baseball. Well, well, hey, you, hey, who is the number four starter from the Tigers, and who is the the fifth inning mop up guy from the Royals? That's who we'll sign in the offseason. and they'll end up being great. Rodriguez, he went MIA for like twenty. Both, like, both will end up somehow being incredible. I hope, I hope not. I hope we don't get him. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I hope he gets as much as he can get. He's deserved it. I, mean, I think that that Mets series he just had might have upped his price by five million dollars if we're being honest. Yeah, especially after I'm the telling you, get, I'm here. telling you, he's getting twenty five plus. I'm telling you. I mean, good for him. I hope he does, but I just don't know who's going to pay that. Same. I mean, Correa couldn't get thirty, Dad. He couldn't get thirty a year. If he could, he would have got. Like, if he's not going to get thirty, you're not giving Dansby twenty five. He's older and he's not. A, he just doesn't have a track record. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, D. Since I, I, I don't know if we'll get to have you back on in the next week, um, who is your – and maybe we will, but who is your prediction right now? What is, what is your World Series prediction? Um, well, I can't get this out of my head that it's going to end up being cards and guards. <laughs> and I am uh, excited and also extremely terrified uh, for my <laughs> prediction to come true. We won't be friends anymore if that happens. I, I, <laughs> yeah. 
So it was something will be said where we just no. If that happens, we're going to Cleveland. Like that's all there is to it. Like that is even if we don't even if we don't go to a game, we're going to like the 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 best bar where everybody what the one in Major League. That's where I want to go. I want to go to that bar with the guys with the spiked hair and they're all banging on every. That's where I want to be. Well, we could probably parlay that into uh, a World Series and then Cavs Bulls game. Hey, if it's if it's guards cards, that would be awesome. And also, no one would watch it. They would, they would try. It. <laughs> Quan um, will be a household name by then if that happens. Oh man, Stephen. Should Quan. we all give predictions right now, Dad? So we don't. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's let's get yours too. Since since the games haven't started, then we got receipts. I think Houston makes it out of the American League. I just think they're the most complete team. Um, I'm not going to be surprised. I think there's multiple teams that can give them a run for their money, and I won't be surprised if they don't make it. I just think you look at how complete they are at every single facet of the game, and it's ridiculous. So I think Houston gets back. And, you know, when your favorite team has a chance, you have to say them. You just do. You can't say anything else. So the Cardinals. The Cardinals have beaten Houston, and Albert's head went on the train tracks and given Brad Lidge nightmares. Okay. Okay. I got in the World Series. All right. Uh, to stick with both of your themes, I, I'm going a little bit there. Cardinals are there. I mean, again, we've talked about it. the Disney movies writing itself. So the Cardinals are going to get to the World Series, but they're going to play the Yankees. Because no one, now I would love these pick. I would love the Guardians. I would love the Mariners. I would love either one of those. I just have a feeling that something clicks in New York. Um, I could be wrong, but I just have a feeling that we're going to go 2022 Cardinal Yankees World Series. Um, and we'll go from there. I will say I had I did my bracket today um, for the postseason because I won $10,000. And that one time Juan Soto didn't win the goddamn MVP, and I could have won the $10,000. Anyway, I had the Guardians being the Yankees in the, in the DS. I did, and I felt confident about it. So that's where yeah. I'm at. Here's what I will say. I think the winner, because I do believe the Guardians are going to beat the race. I think the winner who comes out of that is going to give Houston everything they want. And I would not be surprised if it is the Guardians or the Yankees. I just wouldn't be surprised. Houston's been to five championship series in a row. Yeah. If five. it is Yankees Cardinals, right? I mean, you got Judge and Pujols, right? The two big home run chasers. I mean, that would be that would be pretty epic. Yeah, I think you can almost too. go outside of Rays Padres. <laughs> you can go with almost great storylines for everybody. Like that's what baseball does. Like every team has their own storyline. The Padres do. I mean, it's Soto getting back to a World Series. It's Manny Machado playing in a World Series, not with it without Tatis. You know, it's you Darvish. I get all that. It's Josh Hader maybe maybe coming up big when everybody thought he was done. Um, and it's the Rays being Kevin Cash in the race. Like I, so I think every team has a storyline. If it's guards, cards, we are going somewhere in Cleveland to watch to watch a game. Like it doesn't have to be the day, but we're going somewhere. What did you say? I said we could just go to the ones in St. Louis because we all live by St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I talk a big game. We'll probably just be in the basement or the ranch. <laughs> yeah, but, D, it was awesome to have you on, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Always, always fun. Always, uh, you know, I look down hour and a half. Where did the time go? Um, I, could, I could sit here and do this for hours, but uh, always fun. You guys do a great job. Like I you know, all the time, keep, keep putting out content. It's great.
appreciate it. We'll have you back on for sure. If it's cards, guards, we're doing this every night. So I, I might be MIA if it, if it actually, <laughs> I don't know if I, a good luck. What room, what is your room number at the old Windsor Owl Academy? Uh, it is 151. So tomorrow, 151, guys. The, those those of you who are in 151, you you ain't doing shit. You're gonna be you're gonna be watching. What's 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 Guardian started? Twelve? No, eleven. Yeah, Here? eleven. Eleven. Oh. oh, did you like order Dominoes for the class and just say, "Here's what we're doing"? Uh, or myself? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Good call. Him Caleb, anything else that. before we get out of here? Um, I don't have I don't have anything. I'm I'm really scared. I don't know if I'll sleep. I feel like I'm playing tomorrow. Um, and if I paid $90 to be sitting there just to be devastated instead by myself in front of 48,000 people, I'm not going to be happy. So we better win the game tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, we'll pound a few high nudes early in the morning to get us prepared. Yeah. And we have enough on the ride home to where if we lose, I don't remember it. <laughs> so there's that. There's that. Uh, oh, go yeah. Guards. Go Mariners. Uh, there it is. There it is. Quan for rookie of the year. Um, I'm not rooting in the pod. Like, I guess I'm rooting for the Padres, but I think well, Padres. Yes, care. you are. They told huh? to take Nolan Arnado's head off. You better be fucking rooting. <laughs> so go pods. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't pick them, and then go cards for sure. Uh, tomorrow's gonna be awesome downtown St. Louis. Cannot wait to be there. Sea of red, red October. It's gonna be pretty much fantastic. So once again, D, thank you so much. We'll have you have you on again. Uh, got to get that. Tremendous look that you've got going on right there. Uh, that's a good spot. It's a good spot. The lighting's good. Sounded great. Everything was gold. Cool. Well, it's it's a fake backdrop. I'm gonna take it down when I sign off. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was like the Zoom. You know, you could put your Zoom in there. It was like what. That's what you had. So tell the family we said hi. Go Guardians. Um, everybody have a fantastic weekend. Get out and see some Cardinal baseball, or if nothing else, sit in your recliner and on your couch and enjoy it. Cardinals. Cannot wait. Let's go. Hopefully we talk to you tomorrow night, but we'll see what, what uh, shape Caleb is in tomorrow night, but hopefully we can talk to you tomorrow night after a cards dub heading into Saturday. Everybody stay safe out there. Take care of each other. We will talk to you all soon. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.